0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. Tom Rose, Gary Bauer with you. The Bauer and Rose Show, a.k.a. the Judeo-Christian Conspiracy. I'm going to start by doing something that our dear friend and my mentor Mark Levin hates people to do.
1: Uh, I uh, am get Mark on us.
0: Come I on now, am man. going to steal his monologue from yesterday, and I'm entitling it "Making Peace with the Romans." He hates it when people steal his stuff, but that's just too bad, Mark. Today, minute, you're entitling it what? Uh, making peace with the Romans. Let me give me give me some room here. This oh, no. is this, this is,
1: is back into the. You're going back into the ancient history. I'm going back into ancient an history talk to, to, talk to talk
0: make a point four? about today, you're, and it, it's a complete. It cuts our audience from four to two. You know no, that. I oh. but I am. Uh, th- this is a total lift from Mark Levin. It won't okay. be as eloquent. It won't be as articulate, but it was so good. I'm stealing the Great One's monologue. I'm going to. Make s- it
1: as hot. Make it as hot.
0: Okay. I am going to start a little earlier than the Great One did. I'm going to go back to the Maccabees. The descendants of the five brothers that we all are aware of began a family feud. It got worse and worse until one side thought. The best way to stick it to the other side was to invite in the Greeks to run the place. Now, a group of Jews made a deal with an outside alien power to punish other Jews they were fighting with. Well, this ultimately led, 150 years later, to the Romans, who became far more oppressive than the Greeks. And all this time, the internal factional fighting among the Jews got worse. Not unity to fight the enemy, but internal fighting. Some Jews, let's call them the Bernie Sanders Jews of the of the Greco Roman period, just openly sided with the Romans. Then there was the largest faction. I'm going to call them the Ginos, the Jews in name only. This will be the Mitch McConnell wing of the Jewish community in in, in ancient Palestine, who, while claiming they were really uh, good Jews, uh, cut all their deals with the Romans, right? They couldn't stand the Mark Levin Jews who insisted upon standing their ground, rebuffing the inexorable Roman uh, demands for more and more power, less and less liberty, less and less freedom, one so at did a time. It
1: get down to did he get down to their Jews? but they don't want to be kosher? Was it Was it a space? I'm
0: getting there. I'm about 1 I'm about 1 16th through. So give me another 25, 30 minutes. I'll get done. Okay. All right. I'm happy to do that. Thanks for <clears throat> so me. I can go do and, something. And, and and then there was this tiny, tiny faction of Jews that we in Hebrew still to this day called Kitsonim, the extremists, the fanatics, who rather than wanting to fight violently the Romans, instead started fighting violently the Jews, of whom they didn't approve. Assassinations, murders, uh, burning of food sources, calling everyone on their own side traitors. And this all resulted, of course, in a hideous, uh, God-forsaken Jewish civil war, the result of which... As we all know from Sunday school, was the destruction of the Sem- Second Temple in 70 AD and the complete, almost total annihilation of uh, any Jewish presence in the land of Israel that lasted almost 2,000 years. Those Jews that weren't murdered or starved or sold into slavery, um, dispersed to the four corners of the world, lost all their uh, connection to the Jewish homeland for almost 2,000 years. It, it's this mindless inter-Jewish hatred that we call sinat hinam, uh, blind hatred of your brother, that we Jews have prayed three times each day that we're going to fight against. And now it's considered the greatest possible Jewish communal sin that brought about our ruin. Um, now, during this entire period, 350 years, 400, depending on who you ask, we Jews, we all had a common enemy an ever-accroaching enemy. But rather than uniting to fight them or putting aside our petty little differences to fight them, we dissolved into quarreling, embittered factions to fight each other, and it led to our ruin. And that's what I fear we're doing to ourselves now. The eight Republicans who partnered with the Romans in this Mark Levin analogy to decapitate Kevin McCarthy uh, are risking... The same threat, not just to conservatism in my view, and I want to get yours in 20, 30 minutes when I'm finished here. Um, That's the immediate threat, but to the country itself. I'll quote Mark Levin, um, since I've stolen everything else he said from last night. You don't make deals with your enemy to take out your own people. I'm done.
1: Okay, well, I'm a great uh, admirer of of, uh, Mark and of you uh Uh-oh. you're you're a close friend and uh and mark is certainly a friend um i just thought it was
0: such a powerful monologue of his
1: i i just I, if one thinks that the problem here is the 8 or 10 uh republican conservatives and whatever uh congressman gets his um, then, then I, if that's what you think the problem is, then, then I, I really think people who think that are, are totally missing the point. Kevin McCarthy made very specific promises when he managed to get elected after 15 ballots to be the Speaker of the House. And, Everybody will recall that during those 15 ballots, the Wall Street Journal and Fox News and every wise person in the movement said, Oh, what an embarrassment. What a, what a way to start. We get the house and we look like a bunch of idiots. Who ever heard of something like this? 15 ballots to elect a speaker. It was absolutely necessary. The concessions they got were important concessions. He agreed to those concessions. He reneged on all the main ones. The most obvious one being the very simple promise that I thought we were all in favor of. No more continuing resolutions. We pass appropriation bills out of committees. We send them to the floor. They're debated, even if it takes all night. Amendments are offered and either voted down or accepted. No more of this. Twelve people meet privately. They decide what bill's is going to get to go to the floor. Nobody gets to see it for about f- until 24 hours before it's voted on. No amendments are allowed unless it's the amendments that the 10 from the two parties agreed on ahead of time. He didn't do that. Well, can I just let me go go a long time. He not only didn't do that. He wasn't satisfied to allow the House of Representatives to go on their normal August break of four weeks. He let them go home for six weeks. Now, I, I would love, you, if we're looking for things that's going to destroy the Republican Party, nobody is going to remember the battle over the speakership. Just like virtually no American remembers 15 ballots other than the ninnies over at Fox News who keep bringing it up. What is going to destroy the Republican Party is exactly what has been destroying the Republican Party for the last 30 years and which created, not incidentally, Donald Trump. It was the feeling that no matter how many times we gave them a majority, big majority, little majority, a majority in one house, a majority in both houses – They never ended up doing what they said they would do. So six weeks of vacation. They'll remember that. The American people will remember that. The Democrats will probably run ads about the Republican Party taking a six-week vacation. I would love, Tom, to take six weeks off from having the border of the United States pissed on. I would love to take six weeks off from the deficit going up by such large amounts. It is impossible to explain it to a family trying to come up with another $90 to pay their electric bill. It's
0: impossible
1: to explain
0: to a mathematician. You and I are in total agreement. One minor minor fact, the 12 separate appropriations bills that Gates insisted – um, that, McCar- McCarthy that McCarthy failed to bring promised. they, but they couldn't get him out of committee. The appropriations because Democrat, committee? no, 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 because Democrats wanted to spend more money. It had nothing to do with the refusal by McCarthy to oppose regular order. The and you can't have it both are ways.
1: You're on every committee, Tom. Yeah, but you have liberal Republicans in the Congress. Okay, now, no, uh, now, now you see. You've totally reversed your point. No. And Mark's, let me finish. And Mark's point. Mark's point, I take it, and your point is it's those eight a hole Republican conservatives. It's not. It's the 10 or 12 a hole rhinos that were acting like Democrats. In the committees. But how is
0: that McCarthy's fault? I mean, you couldn't, these 12 appropriations bills couldn't get out of committee because one, two, maybe three Republicans on those committees agreed with
1: Democrats and wanted to spend even more money. The the point is, if you want a speaker to be able to get those people in line, you don't expect conservatives to roll over and play dead And when they fight back, you don't label them the problem. Why didn't McCarthy go to a microphone and say, I made a promise to the American people and to this party that I would pass these appropriation bills. And I fully expected that Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer would fight me tooth and nail. What I did not expect and what I will not tolerate are a handful of members of my own party that are acting like they're Democrats. That is the problem, Tom, not the conservatives. This is what happens in this party every decade. The establishment defines what a conservative is. And then anybody that dares suggest we can do more they, the establishment, joins the Democrats and labels those people extremists, bomb throwers, engaged in a civil war. They tried, they did it to Barry Goldwater. They tried to do it to Ronald Reagan. He talked over their heads and won twice. They're trying to do it to Donald Trump. They have been forever. The, you can't allow 12 Rump Republicans, who who are not just a little less conservative, they are they want the Democrat spending agenda. That is the problem. And not even to get to Rhino headquarters, called the United States Senate, where Mitch McConnell. Uh, rules over a group that, if if there are ten real conservatives among the Republicans caucus in the Senate, uh, have a hard time naming who they are. Well, in I, fact, I, we can name them because there's only about ten or twelve. Well, of them. I mean, let me the ask you The rest it. of them are the same crowd that has put this party in the mess it's in, and it's why in 2016 when. People were asked, what is your main adjective that you come up with when somebody says to you the name of your party? And what the average Republican voter said was betrayal. And do you think that – the look, in the Senate – where
0: the appropriations bills aren't even being heard, where no executive action is being taken. There's a filibuster in the Senate. We can stop judicial appointments. We're not doing a damn thing about that. There's no movement to get rid of Mitch McConnell, who is a, I wouldn't even call him a rhino. I'd call him a a Democrat in Republican clothing, if that's any better. Nobody stands up to him. Nobody talks about ousting him. And he's done far less than Kevin McCarthy ever did. Nobody says boo about
1: that. These bills. I, I'd say, I say boo about it all the time. So do you. So does Mark Levin. So does the conservatives in the House. Not McCarthy. He hasn't pointed his finger at the Republicans in the Senate, but these Republicans that Removed him as Speaker. They bring up the Senate and its failures all the time. So you, you don't have an issue with
0: uh, the rebellious aide or whatever we call them, uh, uh, siding with Hakeem Jeffries and Elon Omar didn't and Rashida
1: Tlaib? Hakeem Jeffries, Tom. Of course he did. No, they didn't. The Democrats will vote against anybody we nominate to be Speaker. So the argument you're making would mean no Republican could ever be against a Republican speaker for failing to do his job, because that would mean he was siding with the Democrats. No, 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 that no, no, no it, it doesn't. It, forever.
0: it doesn't mean that when every single when ninety what is it? Ninety seven percent of the Republican caucus votes to keep McCarthy and eight people vote out. You're obviously going to need Democrats. Not only did they get a few, every single Democrat lined up. I haven't heard Matt Gates say a word against Hakeem Jeffries. I haven't heard him say a word against Rashida Tlaib or Elon Omar or Steny Hoyer or Nancy Pelosi. His attacks have only been directed against the Republican leadership. Now, much of what he argues, much of what he's trying to say is absolutely accurate. We have a government that will take in about $5.1 trillion this year and spend $7.3 trillion. Never in the history of the species has any entity, any government, any empire run a deficit of that magnitude. It's totally unsustainable. It will most certainly lead to a financial collapse. He was trying to point that out. I get it. The others were trying to point that out. But Is Jim Jordan now a rhino? Is Steve Scalise now a rhino? Uh, You've got Kevin Buck, who basically is a Liz Cheney acolyte, voting to oust McCarthy. You've got what's-her-name in South Carolina uh, uh, who voted against McCarthy because uh, there wasn't uh, enough protection for abortion. Uh, There wasn't enough spending for whatever her feminist special interests are. I just, where do we go from here? Well, first of all, you you, know what? Let me ask you another question.
1: Um, Let me answer the question you just asked. All right. Um, What you're arguing means that the 12 rhinos will then run the House of Representatives because you're not willing to do anything dramatic and, and you'll attack the people that do do something dramatic. So any speaker that buys into your analysis and Mark's analysis knows that it's safe to, uh, you know, I'm trying to uh, censor myself here. It, it's there, there's no downside to to you know screwing around with the Republicans, um, because the whole Republican establishment, the conservatives and the Republic the whole Republican establishment will join you in kicking those conservatives. So you're going to have to let the 10, 12 rhinos that stopped you from getting from stopped you from fulfilling the number one promise you made. McCarthy could have gone again to a microphone and said, when I got the vote of this caucus, I made one main promise. And I am being stopped in fulfilling that promise to the grassroots of the Republican Party by 10 or 12 Republicans who think that the best future for them is to be voting for more spending, more bureaucracy. So I'm announcing that unless they get in line and vote with me to get these bills out of committee by the end of the week, I'm resigning my speakership. Because I cannot, because of them, fulfill the promises I made when I got the caucus to elect me. Now, that would put all this onus not on the eight or nine conservatives, it would put it where it belongs on these 12, 10, 12 rhinos that are blocking these bills in committee.
0: I mean, you had, I mean, Matt Gates knows wrong with this. My
1: argument?
0: What's wrong with the argument is that you had Kevin McCarthy refusing to go along with this continuing resolution that rubber-stamped the omnibus spending bill the Senate usually sends over with, you know, twelve-hour notice. Uh, um, he said he needs 45 days to sort that out i don't have a majority that's reliable i'm i've i've got i have got a majority of 4 seats um i need 45 days to try to figure this out uh, and then gates is blaming him for and by the way it was the conservatives on these 12 appropriations committees who did all they could to stop sending the appropriations bills forward because the majority with Democrats and the rhinos on those committees wanted to pass it. And
1: McCarthy did all look, nobody didn't didn't label the rhinos. You're right. You're right. And and not only, not only, well, I, I might be right, but none of the powerful forces in the Republican party are doing that. Wall Street Journal's not doing it. Fox news isn't doing it. Doesn't sound like Mark Levin did it. Nobody's no. Nobody even knows the names of those people. The only people that that have their mugs up on a wall while everybody's throwing darts at them are put gets aside. Are a group of people that said, "I promised the voters in my district that I wouldn't do this anymore." It's the only reason I voted for McCarthy. That's why he's speaker. This was the one promise he made. What do you make? And
0: I don't have any information one way or the other. But listening to your favorite news f- channel, my formerly favorite news channel, that you now I'm blaming personally and entirely uh, for uh, insinuating yourself into my brain, and now I'm watching this stupid Fox <laughs> News channel, uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna forgive you for that. The uh, uh, charges that. Uh, this is very personal. The Gates demanded of McCarthy that McCarthy end the ethics investigation. McCarthy obviously denies that. Gates says that was part of the deal, and now it's all this, uh, vendetta. Um, where is that? Is that valid, legitimate?
1: I, I have no idea, Tom. And in the scheme of things, it makes not a iota of difference. Yeah, t- tell that not- to,
0: tell that to Fox News.
1: Well, yeah, of course. I mean, look. Do you remember Fox News during the fifteen ballots, the fifteen ballots to elect the speaker? You would have thought the freaking republic was on fire. You would have thought it was another sacking of the Capitol. Look, the here's the problem. It's been business as usual forever in this city. It's been so long that when just normal things that happen in a constitutional republic, people screaming at each other, people losing their leadership positions, it taking multiple ballots to pass things, filibusters that go on for days where people actually have to go to the floor of the Senate and talk instead of just saying, nope, can't bring it up because I'm declaring a symbolic filibuster. That's what we do now. Right. Although
0: Republicans don't even use that anymore, it's the Democrats that use it. We could have stopped a lot of these Biden-appointed judges.
1: Yeah, but, well, but what does that what does that tell you? Bob?
0: It, well, it. But that's the Senate, and the irony is, is that the decapitation needed to happen on the other side of the Capitol.
1: So, so uh, a, a what? Three days from now? Four days from now? There's going to be another speaker elected. So we missed, you know, we missed six weeks on vacation. (laughs) But, oh, for three days, four days, we didn't have a speaker. So we have a new speaker and that new speaker comes in and he says to himself, well, I got a problem now. I got these 12 rhinos and I got these eight or nine other guys that are much closer to where the heart and soul of the Republican Party is. If I want to be a successful speaker, who am I going to war with? Tom, all McCarthy would have to do is bring the RNC in, bring the 12 Republicans in, and say, if you think by doing this, because you're from a swing district, uh, try winning re-election without the support of the Republican Party. Because if you're going to force me to run this house the way Nancy Pelosi did, I don't want you in the in the in the caucus. Go on and just announce you're changing to the Democrat Party. Right,
0: conventional. Not in the first place, all the conventional thinking, the Wall Street Journal thinking, uh, Fox News thinking, is that Kevin McCarthy's majority, or shall I say, the Republican majority was exclusively dependent on these four districts in upstate New York that no one expected us to win somehow we did we lost 20 or 30 other seats that we should have won that we didn't and that if we and if we, and if we lose those seats we lose the majority so in other words we're playing more aggressively to keep the fealty and loyalty of the most vulnerable republicans. And the premise of that is that we're unable to win any other of the districts that we should have won. I mean, there were 20 some seats that we should have won that we didn't.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, Tom, I, um, uh, I mean, I don't know what else we can, we can say about this. I, I, um, uh, that the people and maybe Mark would agree with this. Look, I I, I think America could be for all intent of purposes over within maybe even within twelve months. I I I think that um we're gonna see things over the next twelve months that will make the last three or four years look like a Sunday school picnic. I, I have here a um a Newsweek story. Um, the FBI has set up a special unit to target MAGA between now and the election. Because MAGA is going to, um, is, is in real danger of engaging in violence. So we got to put more FBI agents. Now, this is in itself election interference. This is an effort to intimidate people, just like they intimidated parents from going to school board meetings. This is to intimidate people from putting a sign up in their front yard. Maybe, um, you know, going to a, a rally and uh, or making a donation to Trump. Oh, my God, there's a special unit within the Biden administration's FBI and Justice Department uh that believe uh I I may be uh empowering uh, uh a revolutionary force that uh has this radical idea of making America great again. Tom, we we are so why we are acting like that McCarthy lost his cherished speakership and somehow now the Republican Party and the republic are in danger. That's not what. That's not what's causing the danger. It's a bunch of people that still run around acting like it's 1955. It's just- why in Hades did McCarthy let Nancy Pelosi keep her speaker's office in the Capitol? Why did he do that?
0: I assume it was because it was an act of magnanimity that had stretched back. Decades where former speakers are given that little hideaway office. This is very inside the weeds. A hideaway office off the house floor, whereas everybody else, all their offices are across the street. And one of those, the Longworth or Cannon, or I don't even know the names of all those buildings.
1: that would be an act of magnanimity. But he dumped her.
0: He he trashed. He booted her out of the office before he had to relinquish the
1: gavel. Well... Um, Along with uh, couple, Steny Hoyer, I think also right. There's a couple versions of that Magnimity for what Tom? The, but the, they all did back, it. They, they, I mean, pay, why break that simple magnanimity of her uh, promoting two impeachments? You're right of of the president. Her for standing there on national television, talk about norms and tearing up a president of the United States State of the Union address. Tom, they are trying to criminalize conservatism. But the new Republican Speaker of the House, when he takes office, has got a mindset. I know what I need to do. I need to show a little magnanimity. See, Tom, this is what's killing us. These people will be showing magnanimity when you and I are being dragged off to jail.
0: Right. No, no, no. I get that. This is a minor issue. But Nancy Pelosi even gave those hideaway offices to the Republican minority leaders. The issue is, and this is harkens back to my my uh short open compared to <laughs> your I had a six minute open. You had a nine minute response, but it was good if the House had not recessed uh on Tuesday night. Uh, Republicans would have gotten into fistfights.
1: Well, what does that tell you?
0: Uh, it tells me that we're divided, and uh, we're uh, the enemy is out there. We're not I the was, enemy.
1: I was just well, it, some of us are the enemy. Yes, some of us are the enemy, Tom. There's a huge globalist wing of the Republican Party. Surely you know this. We talk about it all the time. Is Chris Christie one of the buddies, the friends? Is, uh, you know, these half of these senators that, you know, have. They, Why, don't, do we the do Why don't we see this in the
0: Senate? Why don't we see this? More funding for Ukraine. Right. The problem is not in the House. The problem is in the
1: Senate. Uh, the, the problem is but in. The problem is in the House, Tom. It's a dozen rhino House members that are empowering, not on one vote on speaker, not just one vote on speaker, they're empowering the Democrats and AOC and all the rest of them every day of the week by refusing to support the Republican House agenda.
0: Look, I'm not suggesting that internal Discussion, debate, argument, uh, you know, ferocious disagreements aren't healthy. They are healthy. I think that's what separates us and distinguishes us in a positive way from Democrats. We're open to argument. We're open to bait. We have to battle. Conservatives have to battle the establishment. We need to take our party back. You and I don't agree. disagree with that. One way or another the, I think the lessons to learn um, do hearken back, as Mark Levin said uh, last night to the Roman Empire. You don't make deals with Roman uh, procutor, pro, uh What do you call them? Uh, procurators or uh, the Roman designated leader uh, to take out your own people.
1: What's a deal made?
0: The deal was made that 210 Democrats voted with eight Republicans to oust
1: a speaker. If they voted on their own, time. He didn't have to ask them to do that. The Democrats themselves said. But they knew, they would, won, but they, knew they would McCarthy. do it. But they knew they would even do it.
0: But they knew they would do it. We
1: would have wanted McCarthy, they said, and we didn't. It would have been suicide for any of us to vote for him. Our party's grassroots would have strung us up. They're not going to vote for any Republican for speaker, period. But they knew that. Gates knew that. Gates knew all he needed were eight votes. So that just means that you can't challenge any Republican speaker because no Democrat will vote for him. But when 96
0: percent of your own caucus. Oh, Tom, you're you're repeating Fox News talk. I don't. I don't. Look, Kevin McCarthy was not the problem. Mitch McConnell was the problem and is the problem because well, none of this stuff, and, and, and the stuff and the Gates argument
1: about closing the border. It The was House the problem to the extent he never publicly called out by name the way he is these guys. Do you the think that? Do you think that would have house, saved him? Do you think that would have saved him? The in the House that were preventing him from fulfilling the one promise he made to be elected. Is Jim, is Jim
0: Jordan a rhino? Is Steve Scalise a rhino? Is, is uh, Tom Massey That's a, silly a rhino?
1: argument, Tom. Why That's is it a because, silly argument? Because you're going back to a tactical decision about whether it's good or bad to vote for McCarthy or not to what is causing the problem in the House. The problem in the House is McCarthy not calling out, but rather Do you letting think that him, would have: sh- Do you think that would have helped him? him? around.
0: Do you think what? that would have, Do you think that would have helped him?
1: Calling them out?: Yeah. Well, it, it would have helped us and the grassroots of the Republican Party understand that the problem is not that we've got people in our party that are too conservative. The problem in the Republican Party is we still have two people that are worth less than a warm bucket of spit. <laughs> I don't um, know. I, I look, Gates,
0: uh, you've heard the argument. It's the Fox News argument. We control by 1%, one percent uh, one half of the Legislative branch and we don't control the presidency, we don't control the judiciary, all that kind of stuff. We've heard that. But um, the point is that in the House itself, what McCarthy came up with was the greatest effort to slash discretionary spending that's happened Since almost the Second World War. Now, of course, it never would have passed the Senate, not because of the Democrats, but because of Mitch McConnell. We know that. But this was a 30 percent cut in non-defense discretionary spending, something that hasn't happened since the Second World War. I, I, I just I mean, they were making we had a four vote majority, a four vote majority. So who's going to be speaker now, and what will his will his fate be any different than
1: McCarthy's? Well, it depends on what he promises when he gets people to vote for him, and what he delivers when he gets the job. I mean, Tom, that's what happens in anybody else's job. If I tell some guy that wants this, is trying to fill a position, and I say, "Look, I promise you, you hire me, I'm going to be able to come up, come in here, and I'll increase your profit margins by two percent." I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know where the waste is. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to deal with these recalcitrant employees over there. I'll guarantee it. So if I hire you, that's what you're putting on the table. That's right. Well, McCarthy put things on the table, and he didn't deliver. Well, let me ask you. He didn't deliver, and he didn't do the things he could have done. To identify what the real problem is. Tom, when you say picture, he hold on, just finish one, his point, all right. the pictures that should be on the TV screen are not those 10 Republicans. It's the wrong 10 Republicans. It's eight of the pictures that should be on the TV screen are the 10 rhinos. Right. I think it's
0: more than 10 rhinos, by the way. And it was eight insurgents. But <sighs> Gates, when, when he walks off the floor after the vote. I don't care about Gates. But let me just say this. When he was asked who he'd like for speaker, he hammered off four, five, six names. Jim Jordan, he'd be great. Chip Roy, he'd be great. Byron Donalds, he'd be great. Steve Scalise, he'd be great, who, by the way, I understand is now, in addition to having nearly been assassinated, murdered by an anti-Trump Bernie Sanders fanatic, is now uh, unfortunately facing um, uh, a serious uh, blood disorder a, a,
1: a cance- yeah, I, think, yeah, I think he updated it and said that it's uh they they started treatment so it was very treatable and it 's already showing uh, uh incredible uh,
0: um, right. i just feel i mean that guy recovery. has been to hell and back fifty times i this type of blood cancer is is I don't know how treatable or not treatable, but I know it's excruciatingly painful and the treatments are awful, and so we wish him nothing but the best, a complete and total and full and 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 pain-free recovery as speedily as possible. We're gonna take a break. You're listening to the Bauer and Rose show right here on Sirius XM, the Patriot and JustThenews.com wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>
1: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It's the Bauer and Rose Show right here on Sirius XM. Channel 125, The Patriot, JustTheNews.com. Wherever you get your podcasts, make sure and hit the subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating and recommend us to friends. Well, I I, I, want to switch gears for a second and talk about... Remember the Breonna Taylor case, uh, the BLM case of the woman in Louisville who uh, was sleeping with her boyfriend. The cops came in on she a drug bust. Sh- right. right, right, right. Well, the BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter, I know, uh, adopted her as their poster child. This will come as a shock to you, Bauer. They lied. Um, people died. And children were being used to drug run. What happened in this case was that Brianna Taylor was part of this drug operation that used kids to run fentanyl. She was in bed with apparently a former boyfriend who was a current a drug dealer. The cops came in w- with a warrant, knocked on the door. The ex-boyfriend, who apparently they still had some kind of a relationship with, considering they were both perhaps resting in bed naked, maybe it was too hot or something for them to put clothes on, the cops come in, the ex-boyfriend, who was acting as the current boyfriend, starts shooting at the cops, the cops shoot back and kill Taylor, and this became... Um, a national cause celeb for Black Lives Matter, for Nancy Pelosi, for members of Congress. Now we find out she was a key element of a drug running operation used to push fentanyl on kids. I mean, the BLM movement, they're they're They use these leftist use. You know, useful idiots, as, as Lenin used to call them, to repeat their lies. This was a media story. What was it, Gary? For months, right? Oh, yeah. They, and they, it's
1: brought up regularly. Oh, speeches, they
0: protect. You know, and... Now we see that BLM and their media acolytes are protecting monsters who use kids to push fentanyl into the black community. That's what BLM is all about. That's the only thing they've ever really been about is caring for, protecting and defending the monsters that are destroying their own communities.
1: Well, Tom, one of the things that's happening in the country that is going to contribute mightily to its ultimate downfall um, is the exploitation of our history and of racial grievance. Uh, in a, in a way that makes more violence and more division, uh, and more racism, uh, absolutely 100% certain. Mm. Uh, you can have, um, you know, f- whatever it is, 375, 400, mostly young blacks, uh, be killed in Chicago so far this year. It's probably higher than that. Here in DC, uh, they were saying for weeks that we had uh, we had hit uh, 200 uh, murders in D.C., mm. and then they discovered that uh, there were four or five additional murders which the city uh, had not put in the numbers because they were trying to keep the numbers down. A couple of those murdered were infants, and they thought nobody would notice that. You know, there weren't the, the infant wouldn't have any friend. That would say, oh, my friend got murdered, you know, so they literally had uh, some reporter, an actual reporter, somebody that looks for news no matter who it helps, uh, thought to himself, well, wait a minute, I, I don't see on this list that that baby that got killed when a bullet went through the window. Yeah. So he started asking questions and the city had to revise upward its murder total. There are no marches. Virtually all these victims are black, virtually all of them, 99 percent. No marches, no microphone arguing, I want to say something, I want to say something. No Democrat on the Hill talking about the genocide of black Americans. Uh, But if one of those loss of life was a cop of whatever race, uh, ending up shooting Uh, A black criminal. Uh, We would be in the throes again of this uh, national self flagellation. Oh, woe is us. What a racist hellhole we are. Let's tear down a few more statues of America's founders. Let's teach more kids that race is the only thing that matters. Let's uh, teach young Americans that. The country is miserable and evil and then sit around, you know, stroking our chins about, gosh, why can't we fight anybody who wants to wear the uniform of the United States military?
0: I got a story for you to wrap this up, which I think you'll find funny. It's not funny. It's pathetic.
1: <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> a <lot of> pathetic. <laughs> things are funny. It's
0: absolutely that. pathetic. And that is. Uh, uh, machinations following the death of Senator Feinstein in California. Governor uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, yeah. promised that if there was a seat to fill, he'd fill it with a black woman. Um, and he has announced that I can't even remember the woman's name, some.
1: Oh, Alfonso.
0: Butler? Franz- Something like that. Right. Right. Who was a huge. She was the head of the SEIU, the Service Employee International Union, which also uh,
1: president of Emily's. That's right. The
0: pro-abortion fundraising outfit. Um, And it's interesting because there are three announced candidates to fill that seat. The election will be held next year. Adam Schiff, shiftless Schiff, Katie Porter. Who now have the thankless task of running against a black lesbian, and then there, of course, is Representative Barbara Lee. She got the Congressional Black Caucus to sign on uh, uh, for her endorsement, demanding in a letter to to Newsom to give her the job. But the problem, Gary, is that Barbara Lee is a black radical Marxist, <clears throat> but she's not a lesbian, so she loses.
1: Yeah, you know, Tom, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, uh, uh, news. You don't think that's funny? I, I, well, I think it's,
0: <laughs> I think it's sad. So even uh, being a black Marxist, um, uh, 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 lunatic, female black Marxist lunatic is not enough if you've got a black Marxist lunatic
1: lesbian. Well, you, I mean, you've got to – you know, there's a pyramid. It's like the food chain. <laughs> and, uh, and at the top is anything that fits into the LGBTQ uh, alphabet people. Uh, he brags about uh, in his press release announcing the appointment that he was making history by appointing the first black lesbian woman uh, to the United States Senate. Uh, and when I read the press release, I, I did grin or I guess smile a little bit, but it really is it's, – it's very disturbing, Tom. I mean when did what one does in the bedroom become something that we measure history by and we feel is something that's an attribute uh, that needs to be mentioned before we can reach a conclusion? I just think
0: it's so hello- – Barbara Lee, you know much more about this than I do. I can't think off the top of my head of four or five more radical, extremist, racist, left-wing, neo-Marxist, America-hating members of Congress than Barbara Lee, who's a black radical, getting shafted because she's not a lesbian.
1: Well, be careful which words you use there, Tom. I mean, somebody might see a double entendre and all that. But uh, oh, God, uh, that was yeah. Bauer, Carol. That was yeah. Gary. That was Gary, not me. So, uh, so now Maryland has three senators because the woman he appointed, oh right. uh, lived in Maryland until the day he appointed her, and then she she's got some property in California, but she. Um, She uh, changed her voter registration.
0: But it doesn't matter
1: because she's a lesbian. Well, look. uh, You can't lesbians have two residences? You you cannot overestimate the power of that movement in California, Tom. While this is happening, and it is kind of funny, uh, you know, the whole month of June was um, Pride Month. I'd, I mean, I would give anything if there w- would be a pride month for heterosexuality, <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, it just would make me feel so important as I'm sure it would make you feel important. What about
0: – I, I, I want a humility month. C- could we have a humility month for all Americans to just it be a little
1: it, humble? Doesn't it? Celebrating humility, isn't that a little bit like saying, I'm the most humble person I know? <laughs> I just, uh, the this Los Barbara
0: Angeles Lee County story t- just cracked me. I mean, the is Los that Angeles, poetic justice or not?
1: It, it is, yeah. And it all comes around to bite you in the end, right? <laughs> uh, so in, in the Los Angeles County, the Los Angeles uh, Public Schools, uh, uh, October is LGBTQ History Month. So June was Pride Month. Now we've got a History Month so that kids that don't know who the heck George Washington is will be sure in the second grade to know who Harvey Melk was. So we've got
0: – they've now taken, what, about a quarter of the alphabet and a
1: sixth of the calendar. Well, going back to the Senate appointment, Tom um, – If that made history, so now every other Democrat governor, when they have an appointment like this to make, they're going to want to make history. And, you know, so that means we've got, let's see, heterosexual men and heterosexual women in the Congress, and we have gay men and gay women in the Congress, but nobody is representing the other 50 genders. So these Democrat senators are going to have to start appointing Representatives of the other 50 genders or America is never going to be all it can be. Uh, is,
0: it, does Barbara Lee have time to begin <clears throat> gender transition treatments to try to make herself a more viable candidate?
1: My understanding is you can go to bed as a heterosexual and wake up the next morning having changed your mind and everybody's got to start using different pronouns. I mean, there is no required period of um, of trial membership in uh, the new gender, you are immediately who you identify as.
0: Well, I was thinking if she leapfrogged the whole lesbian issue and went straight and went straight trans, maybe she'd have an upper upper upper
1: leg there. That that uh, that that might be. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. That might be true. Uh, what what a country, Tom! I you know, look. Um, we're gonna we, we, one final thing. Since we have no time left, I'll throw this out here because you won't have any time to fight back. <laughs> the president said yesterday, when asked what about, well, Mr. President, um, the, the Pentagon says if you can't get the funding uh, passed ASAP, uh, we're not going to be able to send uh, aid to to Ukraine. And um, you know they need another twenty billion now. And Biden says, "Well, I I don't want to I don't want to go into the details, but uh, 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 I, I I can get that. I I I I know where there's 20, there's twenty billion sitting around. The Pentagon knows. <laughs> they They know where there's twenty billion. We we can do that. Tom, do you remember when we couldn't find three billion? Yeah." to finish the wall. Remember when the military couldn't spare a soldier to secure the border. But now we will break, we will do, we will move heaven and earth to make sure that the borders of Ukraine are secure. It, it, and you wonder, we all wonder, why the American people are so sour have such a low and falling opinion of the future of America when they hear this crap all the time. And by the way, it really isn't nearly as important as that Kevin is no longer the speaker.
0: Well, we're going to wrap it up. Unfortunately, I don't have time for a uh, a rebuttal. Um, And I I don't think I would rebut anything. Um, But – I just still I'm hung up on this Barbara Lee thing. I think that is the funniest. I mean, this is coming back to bite them in their own casters.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it it gets. I mean, people need to understand. Yeah, you know, the, the uh, imagine the poor Muslims who you know came to Canada and America and. And, and knew the Democrat Party was with them unless they started saying, I don't want my kid to be taught about transgenderism in the second grade Allah be praised. <laughs>
0: we got to run. Have a great weekend. You can catch us every weekend right here on Sirius XM the Patriot Channel 125. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts and we are hosted by our good friend John Solomon at justthenews.com. Have a great weekend. Have a great week and God bless everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good week.